psalm to us. Last Saturday at the uh, family retreat, said early, the psalmist said early will I rise and pray. There is something about coming early to church. And those of you who come to second service, it's fine, but don't come late. Come early. There is something about coming early to the presence of your father. It's a blessing on its own. Any of us, each of us could decide to just wrap ourselves up in our duvet early in the morning. And if you, if you know my duvet, you like my duvet. My wife and I fight for it. It's, it's really warm, really warm. Somewhere you want to hide early in the morning. But hey, that is the time to get up and, and pursue destiny. Amen, praise God. Hallelujah. There's a time for everything. A time is coming when you retire. When you, oh, take it easy. But then, what would you retire to? Hmm? This is the time to work. This is the time to seek him early and throw your life into his service. Do something. Serve. Find a place to serve. This is what makes your life count. It counts not only for now, but also for eternity. This morning, I'm speaking on the power of praying in the spirit, part 2. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. Glory to God. It says, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not to men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. The first thing I want you to notice in that verse is that every time you are speaking in an unknown tongue, every time you are praying in the spirit, you are not talking to fellow men. So it is not our language of communication. I know in certain religious circles, they've made some kind of, uh, they've carved a niche for themselves out of speaking in tongues, such that you can see a pastor talking to another pastor in tongues, and, and you know, well, I don't know where they got that from. Maybe they are more spiritual than the rest of the body of Christ. But the Bible makes it clear. And I'd rather go with the Bible than go with another pastor somewhere. Hey, hey, hey. Don't make a mockery. Don't make a mockery of this. The Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men. And I never read the apostles speaking to one another in tongues. The gift of interpretation of tongues is for the edification of the body. It's for ministry. I'll show you that this morning. It's for ministry to the body. And when you stand in need, somebody stands in need and you are ministering to them. That's why I said in 1 Corinthians 12 and the last verse, 31, that you should covet the best gift. The best gift is the gift you need right now. This is not for... Regular day-to-day -day communication amongst men. He said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not to men. But who is he speaking to? Come on, talk to me, church. Speaking to God. That's not Pastor Fred, that's the Bible. And all scripture was given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit said, when you are mambrohodi I'm not talking to you, you're not talking to me. He said, you're talking to God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the realm of the spirit, is speaking mysteries. What's a mystery? A mystery is a secret truth. A secret truth. Somebody say secret truth. That's the meaning of the word mystery. Now, 
there is a major, major blessing here that we are able to communicate with the Almighty God. I told them in the first service, if you had by any chance the privilege to get the complimentary card of the president of this country, you might not like him, that's fine, but if you get his card, you will like him. If he gives it to you personally and marks out a number and say, call this number anytime you're in trouble or you need anything. You don't even have to be in trouble. You need anything, call this number. Whether it's a financial issue or police harassment or armed robbers trying to harass you, whatever it is, in as much as it lies within the power of the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, call this number. <sighs> you become a powerful man. Do you agree with me? Anybody would like to mess up with you, you bring out the card and say, hey, policeman, can you read? And it says, the presidency, office of the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, in the presidency, they call the president the C in C for short. C in C. When they say the C in C wants to see you, that means the commander in chief wants to see you. That is the commander in chief of the armed forces. Wow! I need a car. He says I should call. I need a house. Mr. Landlord, stop harassing me. I'm leaving your house within the next one month because the president is giving me a house in Abuja. As a matter of fact, I'm relocating. Praise God. Amen. One professor wants to be harassing you in school. You say, sir, you've been a professor for about 30 years. You are close to retirement. I know you would like to retire well. You don't like to lose all your entitlement and all your benefits and everything and all you have ever labored for in your life. You want to sleep with me, that's fine. But can I show you something? Wear your glasses, sir. All right. <laughs> you bring out the card. Can you read this? I'm not giving it to you. Read it from afar. Can you read? And he reads the presidency. This is the Nigerian coat of arm. Office of the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces. 080. And then you put it in your bag. End of story. Sir, the president is just a phone call away. You mess with me, you know you are done for. Uh -uh. <laughs> I was only trying to help you. <laughs> I was trying to encourage you to read your books. <laughs> Who am I to? <laughs> ah, you are my daughter. <laughs> I'm not trying to do anything with you. Why? Because of your connection. Your connection makes you powerful. Who you are connected to matters. The bad news is that card expires next year, May 29th. Because come May 29th by the special grace of the Almighty God, whom I serve and whose I am, the current president will no longer be there. Oh, no, I'm not praying. Like, you guys don't like him? I like him. Oh, no, I love him. I'm not sure about like, but I love him. Because he was voted in, he's going to be voted out. His tenure will expire. If the new one comes, he has another four years, and maybe another four years after, making eight altogether, and someday his tenure will expire. 
But you have a connection. You may not be connected to Abuja. Those of you online, you may not be connected to the White House. I, I once got a mobile, I got a number of the White House. And it was a big deal to me. It was sent to me by a friend of mine in the U.S. And I've been to the White House before. Not inside, outside, at the gate. <laughs> to take pictures. You stop there as a tourist. You may not have the number of the White House. You may not have the number of Buckingham Palace. But guess what? You have a number. Jeremiah 333. It says, call upon me. And I will not give my phone to the PA to answer you. I am not going to give my phone to Angel Michael to speak with you. I myself, the almighty God, who was never voted in, who will never be voted out, will answer you directly. You will hear my voice. And I will not stop there. I'm going to show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Because what you don't know, you don't know. And be humble enough for me to show you what you don't know. Because it is my pleasure to show you. Before I run ahead of myself this morning, I want to say something about the Holy Spirit. Because I spoke about him extensively last week. And I, so I told you, if you remember, he's a person, he's not a bird. Do you remember that? And three attributes for us to know he's a person. One, we said he has a mind. Romans 8, 27. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So somebody say he has a mind. Two, he has a will. A will. Your will is where you decide what you want to do. You will. I will Bless the Lord. The psalmist said in Psalm 34 verse 1. I will, as an act of my will, I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times. Doesn't matter whether they are good times or bad times. And his prayer shall continually be in my mouth. The Holy Spirit has a will. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 11. All these are administered by the self-same spirit. Dividing to every man. Meaning, distributing to every man severally as he will. When it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, nine of them, you are not in charge. They are called the gifts of the Spirit. They are the gift of the Holy Spirit is the one in charge. Is the one who knows the one you need right now. And to distribute it as he will. Sometimes we can get so spiritual, we want to show people. Holy Spirit, when I get to church today, every tongue pastor speaks, I want to be able to interpret it. To let him know that I operate by the Spirit. No. He won't be involved in your agenda. He's only involved in his own agenda. And you better line up with his will. This is how I want to use you. This is how, how, how. It's according to his will. So it's amazing how people give God conditions. Tell him what to do when they should be asking him what he wants them to do. Lord, as I'm going to Lagos next week, go with me. Have you asked him, Lord, do I need to be in Lagos next week? Do you really want me there or you want me to stay in Ibadan? Or stay back in London? What is his will? Lord, 
She's a beautiful lady. She's got everything that I want in a woman. Thank you for approving her. Thank you for sending her to my life. Lord, I bless you. Only you can do. What no man can do, Jehovah. And the Holy Spirit is quiet and is looking at you. Because you already told him, I don't need your advice. I already know what to do. So when you run into trouble, Holy Spirit, how come? Where were you? I was right there. And I'm still here. You've told me to be mute. And I'm a gentleman and I'm mute. So deal with it. We must mature to that place where we begin to ask him, what's your will? Lord, what's your will? I have my will, oh, as far as I'm concerned. Everybody has their will. God has given us that opportunity. You have your will. But hey, Lord, where my will clashes with yours, I would rather bend. Because your will is perfect for my life. Let me tell you something. It is not every offer people give you that looks juicy that is juicy. Some of them are juicy, but the juice contains worms. Not good for your health. Not all that glitters is gold. It may be some cheap material just coated with gold. When you scratch it on the surface, as a matter of time, within some appreciable length of time, you will discover the inferior material that is underneath. It is not every business proposal you should jump at. Lord, is it your will for me to take this step? My wife and I got an offer last week. We prayed about it. Individually. I didn't do much praying. I did a lot of heart searching. Searching my heart, Lord. Could this be in conformity with your will? If you are the type that prays a lot in the spirit, the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. Certain things you sometimes will not need to pray about, you will just know because it will be revealed to your heart. Can I have an amen to that? So please flow with me this morning. Sometimes you don't have time to go and pray. Do you agree with me? There are decisions that come up and you have to make a decision like right now. There's, you're at the airport. There's no time to say, oh, um, airline, please wait. I need to get back to my church. It's a covenant house. I need to run back there and do some praying and fasting for three days. No, you have to make a decision right now. You better be prayed up all the time. Could that be why Jesus said to the people, men ought always to pray. Men ought always to pray and not faint. Anytime your mouth is not eating, and you are not talking to another person, you are alone all by yourself, you should be praying in the spirit underneath your breath. You should be. You don't know the next challenge. You don't know the next thing that's going to show up. It will be too late to go and get ready. Always live ready. There are times getting ready is too late. Always live ready. Live ready. And the best way to do that is to pray in the spirit. So the spirit has a will. Spirit has a will. Number three, the spirit has emotions. 
When we talk about emotions, one of them is anger. Oh, I'm not saying the spirit gets angry, but the spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit is a person that can be grieved, that can be upset. Maybe grieved is an old word. That can be upset. That can be mm, whatever. Made, you, you can make him feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You can make him feel uncomfortable. One of the ways you make him feel uncomfortable, dwelling in you, is when you lie, lie, lie. Lie, lie, lie. Americans say lie. You're telling a lie. That's a lie. The devil is a liar. Now, you know the devil is a liar. Why are you lying? Oh, and we lie a lot. Some people are congenital liars. They can't even tell the truth, the simplest truth. Like, okay, so where are you coming from? As simple as, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to put a gun in your head. Just tell me where you're coming from. They will lie about it. It has entered their blood. They have been inoculated with it. And they are believers. Yeah, they speak in tongues. But you lie. Every time you lie as a child of God, write this down, you are grieving the spirit. You know why? Because the spirit in you is the spirit of truth. Turn with me this morning to John 14. John 14. Hallelujah. Oh, silence in heaven, silence in the expression house, because we're dealing with the truth. John 14, 16 and 17, verses 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. You remember the comforter from last week? We broke him down into our strengthener, our advocate, our intercessor, our standby, our counselor, and on and on. The, the word used for comforter there, another comforter, is the word parakletos. Actually, aloe parakletos, like you have aloe vera. Aloe parakletos. It means another like me. The Holy Spirit can be described as Jesus without a body. Without a physical body. It's the spirit of Jesus. The same. Another like me. Now, this another like me in verse 17, it says, even the spirit of lies. Is that what you have in your Bible? Talk to me, church. Is that what you have in your Bible? It is still low. Is that what you have in your Bible? What do you have in your Bible? The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Why can't the world receive it? Receive him. Because the world doesn't know him. They can't see him. They don't know him. But you know him because he dwells with you and shall be in you. He is the spirit of truth. Young people, learn to embrace the truth. Even when it hurts. Learn to speak the truth. Even when it hurts, let them accuse you of telling too much truth. And you tell them because I'm a child of God. And the spirit in me will not allow me to lie. And where I have lied, please forgive me, I told a lie. Sometimes I know because of the pressure of the moment, boom, a lie jumps out. Take it back and say, 
actually, I'm sorry. What I said earlier was not true. The truth is so, so, and so. You will be respected for it. You will earn not only the respect of men, you will earn the trust of people. And if you can earn the trust of people, you have earned yourself a position in the future. Because a day will come, the president will call on somebody, one of his assistants, and say, look, I'm setting up an economic body. And I need someone I can trust to be in that position. And we're setting up a treasury for the nation. And, and I need a man of truth or a woman of truth. And they will say, um, yeah, I know somebody. And that's going to be you. Can I have an amen? amen? I know at least two people who have been given federal appointments like that based on their integrity. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, meaning you are enabled to tell the truth. Some people are not even Christians, but they hardly lie. I work with some artisans, some of our mechanics and some of these people who are Muslims. You see a black spot on their head, and when they tell you, oh God, this part is 2-5, go and check it out, it is 2-5. But the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking brother comes and gives you a quotation. And says, honestly, no, no, it's, it's the fine. And he's lying, and he knows that he's lying. At least three people know when you tell a lie. One, you know. Two, the devil knows. Three, God knows. So many other people know. Angels know, demons know. But let's just limit to three. You have the spirit of truth. Could this be why sometimes you are praying and God is not answering? Because God is looking, are you telling the truth this time? About today. Lord, you know I need, I really need that thing badly. Mm. The angel said, mm. <laughs> Because they don't know when you're telling the truth and when you're lying. It has become your identity now. Let me tell you the origin of lies. The, God didn't create it, the devil did. John 8.44 on the screen. John 8.44. Quickly, quickly. I didn't get to do this in the first service. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. That's why Satan can never have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh my God. I saw a very funny post last week. Somebody wrote on their WhatsApp status. They said, these girls again, ladies, ladies, you know, kill us, Nigerian ladies. Say somebody was praying for a God-fearing Yahoo boy. <laughs> Say, Lord, just give me, just give me a God-fearing Yahoo boy. <laughs> now, now, listen, the two don't go together. If you're a Yahoo boy listening to me this morning, I love you with all of my heart. I know you, originally you're not a Yahoo boy. It's just the devil trying to disturb your life. Leave him with these things. If you don't leave those things, those things will still leave you. And at the end, you will become a fool. Jeremiah 17, 11 says it. Now, Jesus said, he abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. If you cut Satan, cut him, cut him open, his flesh, his spirit, Everything, get to this very cells of Satan. What you will find there is no truth. Lie, lie, lie. Jesus said, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. 
It is his intellectual property. It is his material. It is his program. It is his programming language. He's the owner of it. He has the copyright. He has the trademark. So when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar. And he's not just a liar, he's the father of lies. Children of God, don't borrow anything from Satan. This is really dear. Some of you have scoped your parents for school fees. You've padded the budget. What has led Nigeria to budget padding? Over 248 or maybe over 2,000 projects replicated in the current budget. Over 2,000 or so. Correct me. I stand corrected. Either over 200. I know the figure is two. Over either 240 something or 2,004 something projects replicated in the budget and the president signed it. Those House of Reps members and senators came from some homes. If what I'm teaching you this morning had been upheld in those homes, they would not get to that national level and be lying at the national level. But Jesus said the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. But do we have Christians among them? Yes. What did they say? Did they fight against it? Or did they also say, well, let it go around. We share it. Billions. And hundreds of thousands of Nigerians are roaming the streets. Children are out of school. The schools are even dilapidated where they exist at all. In some villages, pupils in schools sit on the floor. Some of you are NYC people, so you know more than I do. And some of you, yet go for NYC. Somebody's dying per minute because somebody is sitting on the money that should have been used for their health bill. For hospitals that should have been built. They are using the money to buy Lexus Jeep, buy G-Wagon and buy homes in Dubai. Homes that they don't know who will live there. The vanities of life. Psalm 119 verse 25. The psalmist said, Lord deliver me because my soul cleaves to the dust. All these material things are dust. Buildings, houses, cars, jets, they are dust. Someday, the fervent heat of the Lord will melt them. Jesus said not one stone will be left on another. I'm teaching you to embrace the truth now. Embrace the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. We just saw that in John 14. Go to John 16. John 16 and I will now tell you the benefits of praying in the Spirit. John 16 and verse 13. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, capital letter S, the same thing we saw in John 14. We are seeing it again in John 16. The Spirit of truth is come. It will guide you into all truth. How much of truth? Do you know all truth about your future? No, you don't. But it will guide you into it. All truth about your health. The devil is a liar. He has told you you will die at 29. No, the word of God doesn't say so. You will die broke. 
Better venture into crime now and be rich. Get rich or die trying. I've never seen that in the Bible. But do you know that is the mantra, life mantra of many young people. Get rich or die trying. And for me, I'm not going to die trying. I'm going to get rich. So they want to get rich at all costs. It's a lie of the devil. He sold it to them. Look at your dad. He's poor. Look at your grandpa. He was poor. He died in poverty. Now you were born in poverty. How do you think that you'll be able to make it in life? Don't go to school because education is a scam. How many graduates have jobs? This is the way. And it changes our song, our church song in your ears. And it tells you, Yahoo is the key. Yahoo is the key. Yahoo is the master key. Nigga started with laptop and ended with millions. Yahoo is the master key. Now listen. Prison is their home. This is the response of the spirit. Prison is their home. Prison is their final home. Nigga started with laptop or end up in prison. Prison is their final home. And if they repent, they will make heaven. If they don't repent, there's another prison that is beyond here. Embrace the spirit of truth. Who told you that you can never amount to anything in life? Who said so? Who was with God when God was writing the script of your life? And they said, you, you will wind up poor. Now lie. Even if you were born in it, you are here to make a difference. Nobody has ever graduated in your family. You'll be the first graduate. Can I have an amen? You are an exception to the norm. Because you are a child of the most high God. Some of you are the first movers in your generation. The first movers in your families. So things might be tough for you because you are the first mover. But guess what? You will get there on the wings of grace. Can I have an amen? amen. Benefits of praying in the spirit. Number one. When you engage in the spirit. I didn't give you scriptures for the emotions of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30. Grieve him not. 1 Thessalonians 5. And verse 19. Don't quench him. The benefits. When you pray. When you engage wholeheartedly. In praying in the spirit. Mysteries are unraveled. Mysteries. Listen to me young people. When you want to pray. Our major challenge. My challenge. Actually, there are two challenges. One is the mind, because the mind likes to wander off. Two is sleep. Did that resonate with anybody here? Have you started praying in the spirit before? Are you Wayoni? <laughs> you scare the devil. And then you wind up on the floor. Say, mm, this prayer doesn't want me to be walking around. Let me go on my knees. <laughs> the next thing you know, the painful part of it is that you didn't even sleep on your bed. You slept on your knees. Very hard floor. You punished yourself all night. Maybe if you wanted to sleep, you could go and sleep on your bed. 
is a major challenge. When you're watching African Magic or you're watching films on your whatever, your device or Netflix, you're streaming Netflix, you don't even, you don't yawn. You need to know what is happening scene by scene, scene by scene, scene by scene. You are awake. It's 2 a.m. Oh my God, it's 2 a.m. Yeah. And then you go and get some Pringles. Oh man. Oh wow. You drink water. Man. No, they will soon finish. They will soon finish. They will soon finish. 2.30 a.m. Ah, no, no, no. Ah, I need to see the end of this thing. You've done two and a half hours or four and a half hours. But when it comes time to pray, 15 minutes, you are yawning. It's a major challenge you need to overcome. Another challenge is your mind that likes to travel, likes to wander, like my mind. Powerful mind. As I'm here now, I can see myself in London. I can see myself entering the shopping mall in Lewisham. And I'm here. So when I'm praying, when I want to pray, my mouth could be doing... My mouth. My mind is going this way. So what I do now is come back here. Come back. We can do that throughout the prayer. Come back. And then it stays for some time. And then you have, yes, yes, you're flowing with God. You're flowing. All of a sudden, you just remember, ah, that guy owes me money. He said he will pay today. You, you go for your phone. Bah! Let me check. No, no alert yet. Oh my God, this guy. Ah, if I catch this guy, let me finish the prayer. Let me finish. He will know the kind of person I am. I will tell him the kind of life I used to live before. You're tonguing, but you're not praying in the spirit. So what is the solution? You want to pray in the spirit? Psalm 16 verse 8 is the solution. He said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Set the Lord before you. Set the Lord. Now, say, Lord Jesus, I want to talk to you. I need you right here. I need you right here, right now. Thank you. Mombahale Kotelima. And tell your mind, we are talking to Jesus and he's here. You can't afford to travel. God bless you, my brother. Can I have an amen? So when it's going this way, pull it back. Pull it back. Align. Align. It will align. After some time, it's going that way. You pull it back. Come on, girl. You align. Because we need to get this business done. We need to pray through. We all pray. But many pray through. We need to talk this through with God until peace comes. If you are hounded by a bad dream, pray through. Pray through. Lord, this needs to be sorted out. Until I have peace, I'm not going to stop. What is the difference between when you're praying in the spirit and just speaking in tongues? When you're just speaking in tongues and your mind is wandering everywhere, you say, well, I'll pray for one hour. After 15 minutes, you look at the time and it's only 15 minutes. And you thought you prayed 55. Anybody, has, has anybody been there before? When you look at the clock, ah! Shabru, rekete kete, rubaba, baba, yande, gru, gru. 
Grukataya. Lasasia. People see you doing your hand like this. They don't know you are actually tonguing to the clock. You are telling them, move. Clock, move. 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 What was the matter? I'd done some praying before. I never knew. I had not done more than five minutes. I thought I'd done 50 minutes. Nothing can be more frustrating. Because at that point, when you look at the clock, and you have only done five minutes, you feel like just ending the prayer right there. Is there any point? You are still struggling. The moment you are able to taxi that runway, and like a plane, you are able to take off. That initial battle is always there anyways. But like a plane, but the moment you take off, a bit of struggle here and there. By the time you reach the altitude, it gets to a point you are on autopilot, you are just cruising in the spirit. This is the point when stopping the prayer becomes a job. Stopping the prayer becomes difficult because you don't want to stop anymore. Now, you are no longer praying to God, you are praying with God because prayer is when humanity locks hand with divinity to get heaven's agenda to be done on the earth. You are saying, Lord, let your will as it is in heaven be done in my life here on earth. At that point, they will say it is two hours. You say, wow. Never thought I could ever pray for two hours in my life. I say, go. I thought I would die by 30 minutes. Because the first five minutes were tough. There was a man by the name Marquis de Renti. He told his domestic servant who used to cook for him. He was a businessman. He was not a minister. He said, go and cook for me. I want to pray for half an hour, 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, you come upstairs and knock my door and get me to come and eat my food. He said, okay, sir. He went upstairs and knelt, lifted his hands in worship and prayer. 30 minutes. The steward went upstairs and checked through the keyhole of his door. And then he was still in that attitude, that posture of prayer and worship. Okay. He went back downstairs. After another 30 minutes... He went back upstairs and checked again. The man was still in the same posture, enjoying the presence of the Lord. All right, sir. He went back downstairs. After another 30 minutes, he went back upstairs and checked. The man was still enjoying himself. He said, look, this man, your food will be cold. So he knocked. Co, co, Marquis de Renti answered from inside. He said, is it 30 minutes yet? He said, sir, it's 30 minutes times three. It's already one and a half hours. Marcus de Renzi was an ordinary man, a normal, don't let me call him ordinary, a normal man, normal human being, a man of like passions like you and I. He hit the gosha. There is that gosha you hit when you pray, listen to me, not just talking in tongues, when you pray in the spirit, setting Jesus before you, you get to that point, you're on auto cruise, autopilot. You are just flowing. You are just flowing. In the natural, you might even be struggling to stop. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? If you have been there before, can you say amen? Because I've been there. You just begin to enjoy it. When you do that, mysteries will begin to be unraveled to you. Get ready for revelation. And it is by revelation we change levels. The reason many people do what they do even though it is wrong, is because they lack revelation to stop doing that thing. They don't know the danger of that lifestyle. But the moment it is revealed to them, they change levels. They ch you, nobody gets a revelation and remains the same. 
If you get the revelation of tithing, no hyper-grace gospel will take it away from you. If you have a revelation, if you have a revelation of worship, you'll become a worshiper for the rest of your life. When you taste the beauty of worship, oh, in the womb of the morning, in the beauty of holiness, when you understand that his presence comes to you, in prayer you go to him, in worship he comes to you. You say, my God, and the Father seeketh such. John 4, 23. It's about revelation, not information. Not information. And there are so many things we need to know. Is it righteousness? Is it the subject of grace? Is it the subject of love? When the love of God is revealed to you in your heart, then you will see yourself the way God sees you. Not the way some other person sees you, but the way God sees you. And you will get to know, according to John 17, 23, that God loves you the same way he loves Jesus. We need revelation. Let's stop the era of information. I know the Greek of that word. I know the Hebrew. I know the Aramaic. What has it done for you? Who does that help? Who does head knowledge help? Revelation is, is also known as revelation knowledge. This is what changes your level. Galatians 2.2. Paul said, I went up. I went up by revelation. You always go up by revelation. Don't think every young person is sleeping around. There are still virgins, male and female. There are those who have made mistakes before, but who have stopped that reckless lifestyle, who have chosen purity, and they are walking the path of purity because purity has been revealed to them beyond the pleasures of sin. Purity can be sweeter than wine. It can be sweeter than sin. It's about revelation. So, when you pray in the Spirit, how do you get revelation? Is it just when I pray in the Spirit, shaka, 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 revelation, just like, pa! No. You pray and you listen. This year, do it all through. I promise you, your life will change. I promise every area of your life will change. Do two things. Pray in the Spirit and keep quiet at some point. Listen. So this is what I do. You don't have to do what I do. And if you want to, that's fine. Lord, I'm praying about this issue. It's a naughty issue in my family or maybe in my life, my personal life, or maybe in the church. And Lord, I don't know what to do about it, but you know what to do. So I put it before you. And I've, and I've done that for like an hour or 30 minutes. And then I'm, I'm quiet. I put my hands on my tummy. This is not anything scriptural. I just do it. I do it because in Proverbs 20 and verse 27, the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching through all the inward parts of the belly. The belly there is not your tummy. It's talking about your spirit. So I just like to do it this way. I just stay in the position and say, Lord, I'm listening to you. God will speak to you from the inside. The revelation God will give you is not coming from outside. It's coming from your inside. Luke 17, 20 to 21. The kingdom of God is where? Come on, expression out. The kingdom of God is where? Within you. The kingdom is within you. So God will lead you from within you. That answer will rise like a well of water. It will rise like light shining. Out of your spirit, man, boom, all of a sudden I say, Lord, thank you 
Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's the answer. Thank you, Lord. I know what to do. Then I quickly go, get a pen and paper, write down what the Lord has said to me. It will lead you from inside. It will lead you from inside. Because there are many, 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 many secrets that we need to know. Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says the secret things belong to God. But the things which are unraveled, which are revealed, belong to us and to our children forever. That we may do all the words of this law. There are some things that affect us that we know nothing about. You remember I did a series. Those of you who come to Bible study, only those of you will know. I did a series titled, The Reality of the Unseen Realm. The Unseen Realm is so real. I recommend everybody go and get that series. Get the entire series. You get, get, get to the media, they will give it to you free of charge, put it on your phone or your device where you can listen to it again and again. Many people outside this church were contacting me to get it, outside our church, even some in the other church who listened to it via MixLR. The only speech just opened my eyes to see that, look, that realm is more real than this realm. The things that happen here are dictated over there. When people die here, before a man can die in the physical realm, he's died, he's been switched off. They switched him off in the realm of the spirit. When you switch off this fan, it will still roll for some time. The fan will still be enjoying, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. But you've been turned off from the source. King Saul had been rejected. King, many, many years, he didn't know. He was still king for over 30 years. He had been switched off. The Bible makes it clear to us in Hebrews chapter 1 that God made what is seen from what is not seen. Let me look for that scripture. Hebrews chapter 1. And me there you want to help also. Hebrews chapter 1. So you don't think that what is not seen does not exist. Otherwise I will say, have you ever seen your brain? Answer me, church. Have you ever seen your brain? But does it exist? Have you ever seen your intestines? But do you have some? All right. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, by faith, we understand. Hebrews 11. It must be Hebrews 11, not 1. Sorry. Yeah, verse 3. Through faith, we understand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It keeps helping me every time. <laughs> we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. What does this mean? Does the Bible say that things which are seen were made out of nothing? People say that a lot. Say, God created the world out of nothing. Oh, the God that created the universe out of nothing. No, that's not correct, scripturally. He made what you can see from the unseen, from what you cannot see. Not that he made it out of nothing. The unseen realm, you can't call it nothing. 
Because God himself dwells in the unseen realm. Angels are in the unseen realm. They are here in this room right now. But we cannot see them because they live in another realm. The unseen realm. Demons are everywhere jamming and fighting and doing everything. We don't see them but they are, the, they are, they are real. That realm is more real than this realm. This realm was created from that one. Alright? Those are the reactants. This is the product. And you can't say the reactants don't exist. You see sodium chloride? That's a combination of sodium and chlorine. So you say, sodium chloride was made out of nothing. No, that's not true. It was made out of a reaction between sodium and chlorine. These are some of the things that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you. He can show you things about your ancestry. Stories your parents didn't tell you. Your grandparents didn't tell you. Some of us fight invisible battles. Invisible. And I told God one time, I said, Lord, why am I fighting enemies that are too strong for me? Then I found it in the Bible that even David had the same issue. He said, deliver me from my enemies which are too strong for me. These are not physical enemies. No, they are not. Someday I'm going to teach on that. I'm going to teach on spiritual warfare. Not that we begin to fight again for victory. Jesus has given us the victory. We fight from victory. Did you hear what I said this morning? We are not fighting for. Ah, Uluwa, Babao, She, help me, help me, help me to overcome it. No! We are saying, Father, let your will be done. You've done it already, and I'm standing on what you have done. Satan, you get out of my body now. Do it now. When my children come up with the sickness, I rebuke the devil. I don't beg him to go. I tell him to go because he lost the battle already and I'm not going to buy your sickness. One day, my son woke up with a swollen eye. Red. No, Satan, no. Another time, it was my daughter. Food poisoning. Her body swollen. We were scared in the natural. But men, I said, look, yeah, we'll talk to a doctor. Yeah, but we need, I need to take charge over this. I'm the priest over this house. How dare you crawl into my house and attack my daughter? It's an aberration. You don't know your boundary? And I'm teaching my children the same thing. They've seen God walk in our family. They've seen him raw. They've been healed. One time in school, one of my son's classmates was sick. And my son said to him, he was only about six years at the time or five. He said, let me pray for you. The boy said, no, 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 no. What do you mean pray? Don't pray for me. My son came home sad. As I went to pick him in school, he jumped on me and said, dad, I'm not happy this afternoon. I said, why are you not happy? Little boy like you, what do you know about happy? <laughs> what do you know? You have bills to pay? He said, no, daddy, I wanted to pray for my friend. I didn't hear me. He was sick. They used to play football together. He was sick. And I told him that you should let me pray for him. I said, what scripture were you going to use? He said, the healing promise. We have one healing promise in my family. By his stripes, I'm healed. He said, he said, no, he didn't want me to pray for him. And that made me very sad. I said, okay. He wasn't open to it. Don't worry about that. Some, some other person, some other time will be open to it, okay? That's fine. But when you get home, you pray for him in your room. Would that be fine? Okay, that, that, that'll be fine. Good. And then we left. It's a training for the future. There will be days when daddy will not be there. When issues will come up. He will remember, this is what daddy does. This is what we have been trained to do. Jesus is our family doctor. It's okay to consult other doctors for certain things. But for whatever, Jesus is our general, our G, GP, general practitioner. And he's also our specialist. 
for whatever needs any area of specialty. He's also our specialist. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? When you pray in the spirit, God wants to reveal secrets to you. You just discover that you are trying and trying and trying and you are not going beyond a particular point. What is it? I made a call last week or was it two weeks ago? I said some of you want to make progress and it looks like there's a brick wall. That looks like there's a, there's a metal door. I just saw it in a flash. Pa! And the Lord said, we should pray about it. Invisible battles. People have sex in the dream. They call it puberty. Now you have, you have gone beyond puberty. You are still having sex in the dream. So we can excuse puberty as early signs. But now you, you can't tell me you are, you are still in puberty now. The lady told me, she said, look, it was as if it was real. Married woman. So knows about sex. It was as if it was real. And she began to have contractions or contraptions. What do you call it? Track or trap. Track. Contractions. Those are things that a woman feels. Because I'm not a woman, so I don't know the spelling. Those are the things a woman feels when she's about to have a child from the dream. And you are telling me the realm of the spirit is not real? No, I am not a baby. You, you cannot tell me that. I had eaten in the dream before I woke up full and I was belching. The kind of food that you didn't even want to eat breakfast again. You were filled. But not filled with the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so no, no, no. Life is not a playground. You play today, you pay tomorrow. I'd not, some of my mates who used to play, then they are paying now. And some of you are the first movers in your generation. You are the one to remove that barrier for the children that are coming through you. So they don't come and be limited by the same thing limiting you. Life is not a joke. That's why sometimes you see, you guys think I'm so hard on you. Pastor, you should take it easy. It's a youth church. You should just let us be. Ah. <laughs> I, I, look, destiny is more than the hair on your head. It's more than your dreadlocks. Destiny. I know what I'm saying. When I fight you, it's not because I hate you. I love you and I want you to take your life seriously. The things fighting you, you don't know. Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. They are not few, they are many. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Can I have an amen? amen? So one of the things that happens is that when you pray in the spirit, God reveals secrets because there are secrets that you don't know. Give me... We've done Deuteronomy 29, 29. Let's go to Psalm 27 and verse 5. It says, for in the time of trouble. Ah, <laughs> there is something called the time of trouble, ma. The time of trouble. May the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. Amen. Psalm 20 verse 1 says, may the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend you. Look, no matter how close you are to God, the day of trouble comes. But may the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. In Psalm 27 verse 5. He said for in the time of trouble. He shall hide me in his pavilion. There is a time to be hidden. May God hide you in his pavilion. He said in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me. That is the place where secrets 
are unraveled in the secret of his tabernacle. The tabernacle does not necessarily mean the church building. It's you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God wants to reveal secrets to you from the inside. Sometimes your friends have planned to use even you for rituals. You. Because that's the hot cake right now in our world. When I was growing up, it was old men who had used their lives and they had become used shoes who used to do rituals. Now it is young boys at the prime of their youth who are just about to start life. Says my bestie can never, ah, no, he can never use me. Okay. You are dozing on a bike. <laughs> a lady ran to this, she came to this church, a first timer. And the Lord, some of you in the service remember, the Holy Spirit revealed something to me that she, somebody needed to give their life to Christ. People had come out to give their life. She stayed there. I said, this week, the Lord revealed to me something is going to happen. <laughs> it's a massive destruction. This week, within maybe four days or so, she showed up in my office on Tuesday to surrender her life. And told me the encounter she had been having with a white garment prophet. I said, so why did you hesitate? Say, I was afraid, sir. It was as if you saw my life. It was as if somebody told you about my... She was in Polybadon here. Secrets. How did I know? I pray. Pray in the spirit. You can know too. It doesn't have to be Pastor Fred. You can know. Do you know things may be coming to your parents, they may not see it, but you will see it. And you declare it fast in the family. You think your parents don't listen to you. You change in your character and see whether they take you serious or not. As small as my boy was when my mom was gone to be with the Lord, he said to me one day I was worried. Actually, the day I went to move her body, the next day the accident happened and she passed. My son said, Daddy, I was thinking of how to tell him that my mom had passed because they were very close. My mom taught him how to eat amala. And my son said, I was driving in the car. I said, Dad, stop worrying about Grandma. She has gone to rest. I stopped the car and looked through the mirror. Who is speaking here? The Holy Ghost spoke through his mouth. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, the Bible says, I have ordained strength. God wants to use you. In Joel 2.28, And afterward in those days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. You are the sons and daughters who should prophesy. But you are never prophesying. You are wasting time on Instagram. Instagram is not a sin. But be disciplined with the time you spend on social media. Spend more on your spiritual life. Life is more important than trying to impress the world that is already depressed. Go and borrow money to buy an expensive wristwatch. And the people can't see. Bukata. Bukata has covered the eyes of many people. You think the shoes you are wearing this morning is, is, is a very nice one. It's the first time you are wearing it to church. And so everybody will be looking at it. They are not seeing it, sir. They are not seeing it, ma. Bukata. You know what they call Bukata? I don't know how to say it in English, but it's Bukata. Has covered the eyes of people. Sometimes your videos are, ah, Daniel, see now. <laughs> Is that oh, okay? Engage with God and let him reveal secrets to you. Psalm 25, 
and verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord. God has secrets. God, show me your secrets. Show me your ways. Like the song said this morning, show me your way. Teach me. I need to know. I want to please you. I don't want to go into life gambling, gambling, dabbling. They said this one, we please God, you do it. That one we please. We don't even know how to please this God, self. That's why some Christians are backsliding. They tried, tried, tried in their effort to please God. They don't know how to please God. If you wear trousers, they say God is angry. You do makeup, they say you go to hell. You, 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 ah. <laughs> so they don't know how to please God. But do you know that you can be taught of the Lord? Your children shall be taught of the Lord and grace shall be the peace of your children. God gave us that promise. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. God has secret too. He only shows it to those who are serious minded. So there are times in my life when there is an issue, I pray, 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 I don't hear anything. I introduce fasting to it. The reason I introduce fasting is not because for God to change his mind. Fasting doesn't change God, it changes you. I make my body hungry so my spirit can come alive and be more active so that when I'm weak in my body and, you know, my body's weak, I'm fasting. When you abuse me, I can't answer. You know, you don't fight when you're hungry. When you're really very I'm not talking about when you're just hungry, stage one. That one you can fight. When you're hungry, you're angry. But when you, the hunger gets to stage four, you are very humble. Is it? Dem lady, how are you? Hi. Look at the way she's, she, look at the way she's walking. She's walking like Pepe, yeah? It is where. <laughs> but when you go to the cafeteria and you load yourself, someone say, then you now come back. What did you say the other time? <laughs> you thought I'd not hear? In your life, in your life, life. You have eaten. Now, flesh is very strong now. It can fight. But when you were humble, somebody can say you are stupid. Eh, stupid. What's the spelling of stupid? <laughs> so I inject fasting into it. Usually I don't go more than three days and the Lord will speak to me. Fast sometimes day two. Sometimes day one. Sometimes I won't hear anything during the fast. I, now listen, I pray and I listen. So don't just pray. Prakakaka like a sports bicycle. Shaka shaka rakatore rekete rekete is now. It's not the volume of your shouting that makes God hear. It could just be very quiet. Seek a quiet place. La sakata yadaba. Ande brohodi yadaba landesha. Be serious. Be focused. Your mind wants to go. Draw it back. Mm -mm. We must talk to God. Mind, show our right. We are talking to God. Lord, what is the truth about this situation? Lord, what's your mind? Lord, I need to know what to do. And then you keep quiet. Sometimes it's after I've broken the fast, day three, like a mighty rushing wind, the revelation comes. And guess what? I quickly find myself a pen and paper, get myself my jotter, where I write what God tells me. If he tells me at home, I will have to look for somewhere to write it and bring it to the office because I kept that thing in my office. Now, don't come and look for it in my office. There's a place where I write what God tells me. Oh, how precious are your instructions to me, oh God. Let me tell you, church, in closing. It is the instructions that God gives you personally that will profit you. And that is where your breakthrough lies. That's where your secret lies. What God tells you for you.
Hmm? That is what is written in Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's King James. In the original Greek in which the Bible was translated, the New Testament was translated, it said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by Rhema Christos, the anointed utterance of Christ. So when that word comes to you, that's where your breakthrough is. It could just tell you, you will live and not die. That's it. You believe it. It comes with faith. You stand on it. You decree it. You confess it. You profess it. You stand on it. Things will change. Things will change. Can I have an amen to that? So God reveals secrets to us when we pray. Now, in Proverbs 25 and verse 2, this was where we closed first service. And I hope we close also there now. In Proverbs, actually I have four points, but I'm just going to do one so that they don't also, they, they can be, you know, in sync with us. The first, the don't service people. Proverbs 25 and verse 2. And this will help you to see who you are in Christ. It says it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. The glory of God. But the honor of kings is to search out a matter. And I said to them, why does God hide things? He hides things for us, not from us. For us. For us. For, for us. For us. Not from us. For us. Um, Ayo is one of my guys in this church. Some of you know him. Very good boy. I think I know he likes uh, chicken. Grilled, not fried. There's a piece of grilled chicken in my house. My son wants the chicken. Ayo is coming to visit. And I know if he sees the chicken, he will use the scripture to get it from me. Some people can use scriptures. So, Pastor, you remember you taught us in Bible study that there was a time that an angel visited Elijah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I know where you're going. And <laughs> you know, he woke him from the sleep and said, rise, eat, because the journey is still far. As I was coming, the Lord said to me that when I get to your house, I just had the word rise, eat. <laughs> now, the moment I see Ayo at the door or at the gate, I tell my security man, open the door. He's my guy. Let him come in. I will take that fried, uh, that grilled chicken, which is on the plate, garnished with some sauce and alubosa. What's English for alubosa? Onions. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Can you see it in your mind? The chicken is grilled. I mean, it's really grilled. <laughs> now, we made some plantain. My wife knows how to do it, the kind that I like. My plantain usually is not entirely golden yellow. I like it when, it's, when the real banana itself is becoming soft. So by the time you fry it, it's red. You know that reddish plantain? The one that stays on the plate, not the one that moves around, the one that stays. It stays ketepe. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The one that when... (laughs) 
So there's some sauce, there's some grilled chicken, and it's just chicken and plantain. Are you getting what I'm saying this afternoon? Oh, this morning. Praise God. Are you with me or you're at home? <laughs> Get out from the kitchen in the name of Jesus. As I was coming upstairs to my apartment, I called my son, Tirenolua, take that plate to the kitchen. Open the microwave, put it in, and close it. Ayo will come to my living room. <laughs> How beautiful is the smell of this place. Hallelujah. Ayo, how are you? Oh, yeah, pastor, I'm fine, fine. So, sit down, let's talk. What did you come to discuss? Okay, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't do that. No, no, I don't want that. Okay, but do this. This is fine. Oh, Ayo, do you need water? You need water? Bring water from the fridge. Give them choir. I have hidden the chicken from him. And when it's going, Ayo, Tife, 200 naira. I love you, boy. And then he goes. When he leaves, Chirene Olua, yes, daddy. Go to the microwave and uh, you can help yourself. Thank you, daddy. I have hidden it from Ayo. But I have hidden it for Chirene Olua. Did you get what I'm saying this morning? The reason God hides certain things is not hiding them from us. By redemption, we're his children now. We are members of his family. And the truth be told, when an outsider needs something, a member of your family needs something, you want to do for a member of your family first. Are we together this morning? By redemption, we are his children. So he hides things for us. However, we have a responsibility. I am not going to go back to that microwave to get it out. Son, if you don't know where you put it, and go and get it for yourself. You're on your own. But I have already told you where it is. Where it is, You have to take the pain to go and maybe open the microwave or turn it on, set the timer, and then warm it up, and then enjoy it. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to hide it. It is the honor of kings to go there and search it out. And there is on your knees. There is the secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. In that Psalm 91, about three to four people are key players there. The Holy Spirit, who gave the intro. He that dwelleth in the sacred place of the Most High, you need to know this, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So no matter what comes, the shadow of the Almighty covers you. And the last time I checked, the shadow shows that somebody is present. Amen? Where's your shadow, Dan? At home? Can it be in school right now? Because Daniel, we have not seen you in school, but we can see your shadow here. That must be, something is wrong. Because you're here, the shadow is here. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty because the, the Almighty himself is in the secret place. Intro by the Holy Spirit. Then you, this is where you come in. Please listen everybody. He said, I will say of the Lord, media verse 2, I will say, it is your choice now, it's your decision now to say 
You can say Babalawo is my refuge and my fortress. Afar is my refuge. Madifumilo unto. Or Tira is my refuge and my fortress. They put Tira in their whatever to protect themselves, whatever. Some get a charm from herbalist. They put inside their suit to protect themselves. Something you put inside the suit. Ah, Lord, I thank you. My God is not a pocket-sized God. He is so big that the heavens cannot contain him. Psalm 113, I think verse 9 or verse 19 says, He humbles himself to see what is happening in the heavens. He now makes the whole world his footstool. Thank you, media. 113 verse 6. He makes, he make, the heavens can't contain him. He humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He humbles himself. Baba Maombuarawani. To see, hey, Michael, Gabriel, well, what's going on there? Okay, all right, all right, all right, yeah, all right, all right, all right. He, hum he has to humble himself to see it because it's too massive, even for the heavens. One foot on the whole earth. Who is the shoemaker that will make the shoe for him? <laughs> I see men who are very proud. I'm a king. I'm a monarch. I'm the first class monarch in Yoruba land. When I talk, I roar like a lion. Mm. And I look at the man. You are but a man. I respect you, sir. I honor you, sir. I'm not going to disrespect you, sir. But you are a man. And you don't occupy more than one chair at a time. And I was asking the Holy Spirit in the course of the week. What is the size of a man? The biggest man. His height is six feet. They call it six feet. And some are six point something. Exceptionally tall. Let's say seven marks. What is the width of a man? Maybe five. Because he's almost as fat as his height. Let's assume. Only one chair he will sit on at a time. So you are still very small. Daniel, how much space are you occupying in this whole auditorium this morning? Just your space. Just here within this circumference. If the president comes, he can't occupy more than this space. He can't occupy this whole auditorium. One man sits down and he fills the temple. But I know someone that fills the temple. Oh, that's your dad. Church, are you with me this morning? He's so massive that every time I look to the sky, I say, Lord, we can't see the end of you. Go to America, you see the sky, you can't see the end of it. Go to the UK, go to Dubai, go everywhere. Go to Australia, the end of the world. You, you just keep seeing the sky. And the Bible says he humbles himself. Ah, So what is that situation in your life? I don't know why God is not talking to me. I don't know why he's not revealing to me. He should reveal it to me now. How big is your problem? This makes me humble. And it gives me assurance that no matter what I go through, I see there's a solution. 
Because my God, my God occupies everywhere. Everywhere. So what is my tiny body that is sick? Can you imagine God trying to look at my body? From his almightiness. I am, oh God. He doesn't need a microscope really because his eyes are sharp. But I am smaller than a piece of dust. Behold me. Now, let us now try to locate that problem in my body. It's so minute, minuscule. So for God, cancer is a piece of cake. It's less than a piece of cake. For men, ah, ah, she has cancer. Ah, 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 ah. It's the end. According to the books, eh, according to the books written by men. But there's another report, another book. And whose report will you believe? Please, church, this is our year to be serious with God. I promise you, there is nothing you are looking for outside. What can Babalawo give you? He's broke. Babalawo that is trying to do juju money for, he's broke. If he has the money, why can't he do it for his firstborn? He's broke. All his sons are broke. I was preaching to a guy two weeks ago. He said his dad is, is an Ifa priest. They inherited it from the family. I said, will you give your life to Christ? He said, I'll go home and ask my dad. An adult. You're surprised that the level of darkness that still exists in this world. I was shocked. So if my dad says, it's okay, I will never go against my dad. I said, do you know that there is eternity? Someday your dad will grow old and go. What happens when you are married and something happens and there's no dad to call? I know a dad that is greater than your dad. And he's my dad. Can you join my family? He said, Pastor, let me go and think about it. He's still thinking. But I'm still praying. Amen. Ah, Jesus. We are kings and priests. That's why we are given the honor to search out a matter. There is no matter you can search out. Ladies, get this now. Especially those of you that guys have not been coming to. Because they will soon be coming. And those of you that guys have been coming to. And guys, get this also. It's not only guys in the days we, in which we live that go to ladies. Ladies also go, also go to guys now. It didn't even start now. It started a long time ago. Before anybody comes into your life and begins to influence you, check it out. Check them out in the spirit. Lord, what is this? It is the glory of God to conceal the matter. It is the honor of kings to search them out. The difference between where you are now and where you are going is one step. And you need to ask God, Lord, what is that step I need to take? Do I need to send an email? Who is that person I need to send the email to? Do I need to contact an organization? Don't just be there sleeping on your bed and waking up eating baked beans and, 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 and hash, hash brown and, 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 and broccoli and, and, and sausage for breakfast. Lord, I have today's meal. Thank you. Is that all you are called to achieve in life? There is more to your life. Get on your knees and say, Lord, I need to search it out. By redemption, Jesus made us kings and priests. Revelation 1.6 and Revelation 5.10 and 1 Peter 2.9. We read those three, we close the service. Glory be to God.
said, glory be to God. I'm too glad we're closing now. Oh, should I go on preaching? I know you will enjoy it, but let's, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Because I'm training the ministers here to be time conscious. And they're following my footsteps. So it becomes difficult to chastise them. All right. So we go. Revelation 1.6. Let's be upstanding. Let's read it together. I want you to see what, who you are. And I want you to go with this mentality this week and beyond. If you can access your Bible, open your Bible. If you can't, look at the screen. If you can access the screen. Revelation 1.6. And let's read together. And he's about to make us. And he's thinking of making us. And he's actually in the laboratory right now. Working out the details of how to make us. Yes or no. What do you have in your Bible? And. What has he made us? Are you sure? Okay. What has he made us? Kings and priests. Unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay. He has made us kings and priests. He has made us. Eri, please come. He's an engineer. I want to ask a question related to engineering. I know your heart is beating fast. Don't worry, just come. <laughs> now, you know about automobile engineering? Is that your field? No, but you know about automobile engineering. You drive? Good. Um, your family has an SUV that I know. It's a Toyota, isn't it? But your family used to have a Volvo. Do you remember that time? You were a little boy. I think the color must be orange or something like that. Or maybe, I can't remember the color, but I, I remember a Volvo. You remember? You've seen the pictures? Now, I believe that it was made a Volvo. But over time, it grew. Why are you laughing? Is it your Volvo? The Volvo now grew and emerged into the Toyota SUV that you own now. Please tell the church. No. No. The Volvo did not evolve into a Toyota. Thank you. Go back to your seat. God bless you. Put your hands together for him. I don't believe that young man. He's in engineering. He doesn't know much about metamorphosis. Yeshua, come. Yeshua is a medical student. She's in UCH. I'm going to ask the same question. But she will give me a better answer. Yeshua. Papa. Grandpa. Adeboe. Used to own a Shagari style Mercedes Benz back in the day. You were about four years old at that time. Five years old. Now, by the way, she's my girl. I knew her since she was two, three, four. She's bigger than me now. Glory to God. But now Papa doesn't drive that anymore. He still has a Mercedes, but it's smaller. I believe that over time, that big one shrank into the small C-class that he has now. No, sir. 
Yeshua, don't make me a liar before the church. All right, but you know about metamorphosis. From egg to lava. Run us through the process. Egg to, to lava. And then you have a butterfly. From lava to butterfly. Okay, so it's also pupa. Sometimes it's a pupa. Or imago. I believe that a vehicle made Volkswagen should after some time grow and emerge into a Mercedes. Is that right? No, sir. God bless you. Go back to your seat. She gave me the same answer as Eric. Did you guys compare notes before? Church, I'm painting that picture because I want it to stick in your spirit. If it was made a Volkswagen, it will die a Volkswagen. No matter how many years and no matter the storm. If it was made a Mercedes, it will die a Mercedes. If it was made a Toyota, it will die a Toyota. Sorry, Toyota. You, the day you give your life to Christ, boom! I'm not talking to unbelievers. I'm not talking about unbelievers. Every single person who has made Jesus the Lord of their life has been made. Made. Not refurbished. Made. Made. To be a king and a priest. A king to reign. A priest to serve. A priest to serve. So every one of you should look for a place here to serve. In the choir, ushering, protocol, security, prayer, counseling, follow-up, whatever, sanctuary keepers, serve! Because you have been made a king and priest. Don't waste your priesthood. I told them in the first service, as a little boy, one of my greatest dreams was to grow and become an altar boy. I used to follow my neighbor to this Catholic church at the back here, St. Gabriel's Catholic Church. The stone church wasn't here at the time, was probably in Budija, or had not even been, been established because I was still in primary school at the time, 1986, 87, 88. This, this church got established in 1993. We're going to be 30 next year by the grace of God. I'm in the adult church. Amen. Can I have an amen to that? And this wasn't the first location, it was Budija. After I don't know how many years, then they moved here. So this church wasn't in existence. This place was a it was a showroom, this rod furniture. Because my, later, my secondary school was just at the back here. My dream was to be an altar boy. I used to see them as I followed my, my, my neighbor to his church, Catholic church here. They would wear their own garment. Then they would wear something like a red garment on top. Altar boys, they would follow the priest. They would carry the censer and burn it. And throw it like this. And the, the priest will come and sanctify the people. In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit. And people say, Amen. Hail Mary, Mother of God. And I remember they used to go for confession. Not a one kind of confession. Go and confess, Father, I stole money last week. So I wanted to be an altar boy. 
I desired it. I told God, God, let me grow up so I can become an altar boy. God heard my prayer. I'm an altar boy today. Amen. He has made us slaves and non-entities. What has he made us? If you believe that is who you are, shout it. What has he made you? Are you a king? No, we do it the military way. Are you a king? Sir, yes, sir. Are you a king? Are you a priest? Are you going to reign? Are you going to serve? Who are you? Who are you? Glory be to God. Let's hear from another witness. Let's see, maybe this was a mistake. Maybe. Revelation 5.10. Revelation 5.10. Quickly. Quickly. Thank you. Let's read it together. And he's about to make us. Sir. No, sir. And he's thinking of making us. He's actually in the laboratory of heaven right now. Conjuring our future together. What has he done? What has he made us? Unto who? And what are we going to do? Where are we going to reign? No. He said we will suffer on earth. We will be nobody on earth. We will be non-entities on earth. But when we get to heaven in the by and by. When we all get to heaven. What a day of victory. Hold on heaven. Where did he say you will reign? Where is earth? That includes your academics. Does it include your academics? Yes, your career? Yes, your business? Yes, your relationship? Yes, your health? Yes, your finances? Yes, In all that you do? Yes, your family? Yes, are you going to reign? No, 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 no. Are you going to reign? Military way. It is our time to reign. It is our time to reign. Stop delaying it. Lord, maybe when I'm 35, I will begin to reign. No, today, right now. Right now. I'm no longer a slave to fear. It is time to reign. I'm capturing my identity now. I'm, I, I, I knew it before, but I forgot. But now! So when the devil comes around your family, say, hey, 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 intruder. How did you get in? I bind you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here! Boom, he goes. Because he knows the one in authority is speaking. The devil knows when you are talking with authority. He knows when you are begging him. No, no, that's a family share gone. I used to sing one dirge back in the day because I watched a lot of those Abeleku Arelu. There was one song. Hey. 
some like that nimoshe, that nimoshe. Kusala baru, kusala joso. Nonsense. Because you are born again. Take your place. Take your place. The Holy Spirit is saying to somebody in this service today or maybe online, take your place. The reason the chaos is lingering in your family is because you have not taken your place. Assume your office as a king and a priest. You might be the last one, doesn't matter. Some last bonds are wiser than first bonds. It's not a matter of age. Pocket your age, sir. Pocket your age. It's about coming to Christ. It's about knowing Him. Some wives are more spiritual than their husbands. The man says, I'm the, I'm the head of this house. You are a figurehead. Figure. It's about your connection to God. Some children are more spiritual than their parents. It's not the social status, it's the spiritual status. Somebody's listening to me this morning. You are the change maker. You are the change agent, actually, not the maker. The change agent in that family. Will you take your place? Will you allow the devil to continue to have a field day? Shanda Bahaya. Last scripture, first Peter 2 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Royal priesthood means royalty and priesthood. Your kingship and your priesthood. Can you see three scriptures this morning calling you a king and a priest at the same time? Revelation 1.6 Revelation 5.10 1 Peter 2.9 Go and meditate on those scriptures this week. So when you want to buy anything, pray like a king. Desire like a king. Speak like a king. A king rules by decree. When you want to make decisions, do it like a king, not like a slave. Don't walk into that office where you want to do business this week and walk in beggarly. Hey, Joe, please. I'm scared, but I want to see the MD. Please, can I? You go to the cleaner. Please, where's the office of the MD? No, go to the receptionist. Hello, good morning. How are you? My name is Fred Elegba. I'd like to see the MD. Do you have an appointment with him? No, I don't have a prior appointment, but I believe if he's around, I want to see him. I have something that I want to share with him and it's going to benefit this organization. Oh, sir. Uh, where are you from, sir? I'm from my own organization. I'm the CEO of so, so and so. Oh, 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 okay, sir. Let me get on the phone. And, oh, you, you better do. And he gets on the phone. Now that you walk into a place. Who will I go to now, sir? Ejo. Auntie, please. Is it possible to see the manager? They can see you're already intimidated. That's how people go to the American embassy to get visa. They are looking at you already. They're refusing everybody. They're refusing everybody. Does that mean they will refuse you? I got to my interview. I greeted the man. Nobody greets I greeted him. I said, good morning. How are you doing, sir? No, good morning was what I said. I said, good morning. He didn't answer me. I said, don't worry, you will answer. In my mind, I said, you, you will answer. He was busy on the computer. In a lie, forming busy. Then he said, good morning. I said, hey, correct. I said, how are you? He didn't answer. I said to myself, you want to my shashi, Joe? Enough. 
He just asked me, so why are you going to the United States of America? And I told him, I'm going to the United States of America to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel? What church are you from? The Stone Church. The Stone Church? You mean Cornerstone? No, the Stone Church. What church invited you? The Stone Church, Atlanta, Georgia. I said, no, don't check the Stone Church of Atlanta because I had done my research. I know it would take you to the website. I knew it would take him to another website. So I said, the Stone Church, comma, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. We call it Atlanta. It was when I get there, when I got there, I found they got Atlanta, man, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. It's like Atlanta. <laughs> he asked me the next question. I answered him. He asked me and answered him. He asked me and answered him. Today, he got to a point. I carried my bag. I put it on the windowsill. We live here. We live here. We know the dial. We live here. Because I'm a king. I went with the mentality of a king. And a priest. Shamba teko rado batiakaya. Luriado kadeba nonto brenetsko vrenadishke glingo. God is doing a surgery in somebody's mentality today. Because you have thought too much like a slave. And the Bible tells me that as a man thinketh in his heart. So we see, you can outgrow your thinking capacity. Who told you as a fashion designer, you cannot sew for the wife of the governor of this state? They say, come and meet the governor's wife. I say, ah, I'm not going. Oh, what will I say if I get there? Yeah, well, governor, how will I measure her? I now put my tape around our hips and the scourge will beat me and put me in jail. Well, this is my terrible customer. I, I, I like them. You want to remain small for life. Somebody said, let's go to the governor's house. Let's go there. Amen. And go there armed. Armed. What do you do, young man? I'm a graphic artist, sir. I design websites. I design graphics. I'm into general printing. When I make designs like this, it's heavenly. In fact, you will like it. Sir, right now, I can design something for your state. In fact, really? But we have a press. But I'm not impressed with what they do, sir. This one, my creativity is top notch. In fact, I've done for so so and so organization. It can be for your church. It's an organization. Can I have an amen? The Meiji Madandola opened our first Facebook page, Expression House. We don't even use it anymore. Years ago, he got to the US. The university in Georgia wanted to give him a job. So they were interviewing him as a graduate assistant, GA. He passed the interview as a nurse. Then he now, after the interview, he now said, I have a piece of advice for you. All white men, three of them, said okay what what advice you have for us he said i've observed that you guys are doing a lot in this organization and in the university you're affecting lives you're touching lives but nobody knows what you're doing oh really and do you have an answer to that yes i do sir how you need to get on social media social media is where the world is right now especially the young people whose attention you're trying to capture and the best way to do that is to open account have a have a handle those were not the days of instagram instagram had not started that time it was just facebook and twitter they said well we don't know who to contract to do that for us he said the solution is here i can do it you can do it they gave him a job 
not only as a GA, an additional job as a social media manager. They said, what have you done before? He said, I've done it in Nigeria. I did it for an organization called The Expression House. As a matter of fact, that's my church. I ran it for them and it's still functional. And maybe they checked, they found it so. All right, you have the job. Ask him if you know his details. He called me to tell me this. A king to reign, a priest to serve. He served here. See the way God used that to open door for him. Have the mentality of a king. The mentality of a king. God will bring opportunities this year. Don't shy away from it. Because if you are not prepared, you will shy away from it. You will run away from it. They took somebody to the former president of this country. Meet the president. By a link, by a connection. He finally met the president. President looked at him. He looked at president. He was shaking. That's normal. President said, young man, what will I do? What can I do for you? Sir. <laughs> Sir. My life. Story, story, story. President did not have more than 10 minutes for him. He could not piece things together. He could not put things to, he was just talking stories. President said, PA, give me 100,000. Let him go. One of our pastors told me the story. And I believe. It might be too late to get ready. Leave ready. What do you do? This is it, this is it, this is it, this is it. for this meeting before? Yes, sir. I'm always here. I'm, I'm, I, I live ready. Ready. If you ask me to resume work now, I'm, I'm ready to resume now. Now. But some, let me go and think about it. I will need to go and fast and pray and I will ask my pastor and I will, we have prayed. Oh. Who are you? Kings and priests. As a priest, the fire on the altar must never go out, which means you must keep praying every time. Jesus said, pray without season. Father, we bless your name for this service. We can't take that song because of time. I need to close. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Everybody, pray in the spirit. One minute. Put that situation that is troubling your mind before the Lord and say, Lord, I need your wisdom on this. It might be a relational issue, it might be a financial situation, it might be a health issue, it might be an academic issue. Jesus knows all about our troubles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. Tell him, Lord, I cast my care on you because you care for me. If you want to surrender your heart to Jesus, please leave your seat and come. While the prayer is ongoing, come. Come. Let's do our own praying. Let me pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you want to give your heart to Jesus or you want to rededicate your heart, leave your seat and come quickly. Come. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Come. 
Come. Don't be shy. Come. 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 God bless you. If you want to rededicate, come also. Come. Come. Let today mark a new beginning. Let it mark a new season. The beginning of a new season in your life. Malabasiya da bahaya. Mambrukoto lendarada bahaya. Oh, sandala bahaya la basheke tegadiya. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, there's no way you can speak in tongues. Oh yeah, come. Come quickly. Come quickly, let me pray with you. Our time is fast spent. Lord, I didn't even know we'll be here till now. But Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. girl is here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus knows all about our troubles. Jesus knows all about our troubles and struggles. Come quickly. Mala dadaba ya gadaba sankataya labahaya. Do you really want to come? They didn't force you to come. Close your eyes, let us pray. I want you to say with me, those of you, my sisters who came out, say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. The Bible says, Jesus died for my sins. I believe it. The Bible also says, He rose again for my justification. I also believe it. I want you to say it out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart by the Spirit of your Son. Sit on the throne of my heart. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. Say it like you mean it. Say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Take over right now. Take absolute control. I'm not struggling with you anymore. Make me a king and priest right now in Jesus name Amen let me pray for you precious Holy Spirit I ask that you rest on your children and sit on the throne of their hearts help them in their decision making process help them help them help them in the name Jesus.